Welcome to the Ubanami Sneakers and Lifestyle Podcast. Sneakers are the main focus, but other areas of interest such as fashion, business, and sports will be covered as well. If you can't relate to making ill-advised financial decisions to buy more sneakers, then this podcast might not be for you. Open conversations and discussions are essential to the well-being of the Ubanami Sneakers and Lifestyle Podcast. Thanks for your time and support. Let's get right into the episode. Let's get right into episode one. Some noticeable September releases include, but are not limited to, the J Balvin Air Jordan 3 Medellin Sunset, Air Jordan 8 Playoffs, Born and Raised Nike SB Dunk Low, Kith and New Balance 1700 Canada Pack, and the Nocta Nike Glide. October slowed down a little, but still had some noticeable releases as well. Some releases that stood out to me were the Concepts, New Balance 998 made in USA C-Note. Obviously, the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Low Golf Neutral Olive. The Air Jordan 1 High Women's Satin Bread. The Ama Manier Nike Airship, even though it released for a second time in October, it still made the cut. And the Air Jordan 1 Low 85 Neutral Gray. November's starting to pick up a little more, uh, especially with the Nike SB Dunk Low April Skateboards. The Alma Meniere Air Jordan 5 Dusk and Dawn were both big hits. The Air Jordan 3 Fear, uh, the Kith and New Balance 990 V6 Sandrift, and the Beams New Balance 996 GTX. The December releases closed out the year with nothing but a bang. That man Joe Freshgoods from Chi-Town did it once again with the 990 V4 pack, especially the Keisha Blue pair, the Chicago exclusive. That's a must-have. One day I'll get those. Also, the Nike Kobe 6 Pro Tro Reverse Grinch were a big deal for many reasons. The J-Tip Saucony Grid Shadow 2 What's the Occasion was a pretty noticeable release. The Air Jordan 11 Gratitude and the Air Jordan 3 Dornbecker Hugo were both big as well. Some 2024 releases that I'm looking forward to include the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Low Black and Olive, the Air Jordan 1 Low Year of the Dragon, Trophy Room, Air Jordan 1 Low. We'll keep the comments about Marcus Jordan for another another time. Uh, the Air Jordan 3 Black Cat, definitely a classic. And then looking forward to more from Joe Freshgoods and J Tips and Sockney and potentially some work from Nigo as well. So that'd be pretty cool to see. At the end of every year is a time for review and Looking back on favorite pickups, any top lists, we'll get right into some of my favorite pickups of 2023. Starting off with the Dunk Low Red Panda. Uh, this is pretty basic shoe, but came in a cool colorway. Obviously, a lot better than the regular Panda. That's a plus. The suede mixed with earth tones make for a good pair of fall sneakers. Nothing too special with the Red Pandas, but they were definitely one of my favorite pickups because they're easily wearable and something different than what I already have in my collection. Another one of my favorite pickups of the year is the Nike Air Force One Low West Indies. Now, I'm not a big Air Force guy. This is actually my first ever pair of Air Forces, but this one was pretty much a must have. Anybody that knows about Air Force history or sneaker history in general knows how impactful and sought after the original West Indies Air Forces are. They can be even considered grails 
to many people. So this anniversary edition was pretty cool. I thought Nike did a pretty good job of staying as close as possible to the originals. The white and green version is the pair that I picked up. I actually got them on Nike for less than $70. So you can't beat any pair of shoes, let alone a pair of good Air Forces for that price. This year saw a lot of non-Nike and non-Jordans added to my collection. Decent amount of New Balance, uh, which is something new to me, but it's definitely grown on me. Not just because of how popular it's gotten over the past couple years, but because of how versatile and wearable and comfortable most New Balances are. As I've got older, I've tended to go in the direction of comfort over style. Although, you can't go wrong with a good pair of Jordans, so you have to make sacrifices every now and then. Another one of my top pickups for 2023 is the Ame Leon Dor New Balance 550 in the white colorway. Uh, this is a classic silhouette brought back by Teddy Santis within the past few years. The hype has definitely died down when they first came back out in the vault, but they're still extremely popular and extremely versatile. Very durable, meant to be beat up, and a pair of sneakers that look good even with a few nicks and scuffs and whatever. This pair is definitely one of my most worn throughout the year because of how wearable and easy it is to wear with variety of outfits. So this is without a doubt one of my top pickups just because of how much use I've gotten out them already. Ironically, my top pickup of the year have in hand yet, but hopefully hopefully soon, hopefully before the end of the year. But my top pickup, no question, is the New Balance Joe Freshgoods 990 V4 outro. That man Joe Freshgoods been on his shit. Chi-Town has shown love. New Balance fans have shown love. Everybody's shown love to Joe Freshgoods for valid reasons and he's showing no signs of slowing down anytime soon. His entire recent 990 V4 pack has been exquisite and premium. Now I know a lot of people including myself little more hesitant to spend more money on New Balance than other brands like Nike or Jordan or even Adidas. But I feel like this price point for these New Balances made by this creative was justified to say the least. Joe Fresh Goods is for the people and he wouldn't try to shortchange anybody or get by anybody. He's just trying to produce quality sneakers and make them as accessible as possible, even though a lot of his sneakers have been limited and very sought after for many reasons. My sneaker of the year is the 990 V4 Keisha Blue. That pair is something different. If I had that pair, it would not be a good thing. Y'all would see me in this pair damn near every day. They would be turned into beaters in less than three months. Now, they wouldn't be beaters. I, I would be scared to wear them, but I'd still wear them because they're so fresh, made by Joe Fresh Goods. So can't go wrong with most of his shoes. This this pack was something different and definitely looking forward to what he has to come in 2024 because I feel like he hasn't even reached his peak yet, which is crazy to say because of all the amazing sneakers and hype sneakers and quality sneakers he's put out with New Balance already. Patience is key. Uh, Joe Freshgoods 990 V4 outro just touched down today. Well worth the wait. Let me tell you, these are something else. Made in USA, Joe Freshgoods 
New Balance. I don't need to say much more. The quality is great. They look great in person. The New Balance logo is reflective. Some JFG branding. Joe Freshcoat's branding on the box. It, it's just almost perfectly executed pair. Nothing is perfect, but these are damn near perfect. And New Balance and Joe Freshcoat's didn't drop the ball on this one. This was worth the wait and definitely looking forward to what 2024 has to offer for that man, Joe from Chi-Rock. Something that isn't often talked about in sneakers is sneaker cleaning. A lot of people invested in sneakers know the basics of sneaker cleaning, but most people don't know the ins and outs and don't have a great in-depth knowledge of different techniques, tools, cleaners, etc. Since I've been invested in sneakers and since I started my sneaker collection more seriously, I've always been interested in sneaker cleaning and how to keep my sneakers looking as presentable as possible. Obviously, they're not going to look new forever, but I want my shoes to look presentable. I don't want to, you know, step out in some beaters all the time. want them to look like I take care of them. So let's get more into sneaker cleaning. First of all, there's different brushes. You have the suede brass brush for suede to re-nap the material. After it gets wet, sometimes the suede is not up to par so you have to use a brass brush to get the suede back to an optimal level and then there's a normal sneaker brush some come with hard bristles some come with soft ones so the softer meant for obviously softer materials the hard is better for leather and rubber midsoles while soft is better for mesh and sometimes nubuck and then Getting into cleaners, obviously tons of different cleaners out there. You see all these different types of sneaker cleaners and you don't know which one is the best. There really isn't a top one. Some of my favorites are Jason Mark and Crep Protect, but you can use almost any sneaker cleaner. I use hot water and dish soap before when I didn't have some cleaner around. It's all about technique and the tools you use compared to the cleaner you have. A lot of these brands produce overpriced cleaners that you can replicate yourself using basic household ingredients. And then to clean sneakers, obviously you have to know what type of material you're working with. Uh, so suede and nubuck, you can't clean the same as leather because then the suede will be fucked up. And you don't want fucked up suede on your sneakers if you can help it. And same with genuine leather. You're not going to, you know, go ham on a pair of McQueen's like you would on a pair of Jordan. The leather's completely different, so you want to take care of different types of leather in different ways. And then canvas as well, you don't want to clean that too harshly, similar to suede, although canvas can be even more difficult sometimes to clean than suede or nubuck because of how easily it picks up dirt, dust, anything really. It's just a pain, which is why I don't typically buy canvas shoes because they don't look very good when they're dirty. I'll give out a little tip right now. This isn't anything crazy, but if you don't already know, if you have a scuff on a white midsole or even on patent leather, you can use a very small amount of nail polish remover or acetone 
with a cotton pad or q-tip or whatever to get that off you just have to be careful not to take off the paint underneath that scuff so it's important to only use a little and if you have to use more you can but if you use too much you might take away that paint underneath and you can't put it back on there unless you want to repaint it which can be a pain as well uh, i think a reason why sneaker cleaning gets a bad rep is because of all the sneaker cleaning mall guys i'm not hitting on anyone's hustle but these guys don't have the best rep. They kind of give sneaker cleaning as a whole a bad rep. A lot of sneaker cleaner salesmen, typically seen in malls, often use weak sales tactics to get a purchase. So everybody knows the old trick of these guys, or sometimes girls, cleaning one shoe and then leaving the other shoe how it is they want you to have to pay to clean your other shoe when you were misled thinking that they would clean both shoes in the first place who cleans one shoe and leaves the other completely dirty that shit doesn't make any sense so it's more about the sales tactics people use rather than sneaker cleaning as a whole sneaker cleaning isn't really a shady business it's the sales in sneaker cleaning that gets a bad rep and typically uses shady or unethical sales tactics and last thing i want to cover regarding sneaker cleaning are sneaker cleaning business ideas first of all it's a great side hustle because one it's easy to start and two it will always be in need as long as sneakers are a thing and are fashionable people will want them to look presentable now everybody doesn't want their sneakers looking brand new 24 7 but if somebody sees sneakers getting a little more dirtier than usual, they're going to want to change that. So if you know how to clean materials and which tools to use and which techniques, you already have more knowledge than the basic sneakerhead. Anybody can go to town with a brush and some dish soap and water, but they might fuck up their shoes. So that's when you come in. You have that knowledge to put somebody at ease and give them the peace of mind that you'll take care of their shoes and leave them in better condition than you found. While this podcast is obviously centered around sneakers, I'll definitely begin into some real life shit as well because there is a life outside of sneakers and shit happens, life happens. Just want to take a minute to give some words of encouragement to not only myself, but anybody listening who might need to hear something positive because no matter how well your life is going right now, it's inevitable that things won't always go your way. So sometimes you just need to hear that everything will be okay in the long run and just need some words of encouragement from time to time. One thing that really stood out to me this year and that I figured out about myself is to let go of the past. You can't let your past determine your future and you have to move on and look forward to what's yet to come. You can't dwell on mistakes or get too caught up in daydreaming or reminiscing because at the end of the day, the past can't be changed. Your past doesn't define who you are and you should leave the past alone when it doesn't serve you. Kind of going off that, you have to be okay with the unknown. You can't stress over what you can't control because about 95% of your life is outside of your control. You could even argue that a great percentage of your life is outside of your control. What's in your direct control should be your main focus, and you have to accept that you won't know everything. 
even the smartest people in the world know less than they think. It's okay to know less than you think you do. There's what you know about what you don't know, and then what you don't know about what you don't know already. So there's a lot in the world that you'll never know about, you'll never have the time to know everything you want to. As cliche as it sounds, you have to trust the process because everything happens for a reason. And if you had everything you wanted right now, life would be meaningless, monotonous, and even boring. Sometimes your journey throughout life takes unexpected paths. Life is full of curves, ups and downs, and there's definitely never a straight shot to success. What's meant to be will happen when the time is right. You can't question the timing of anything because if it's not meant to be, then it won't happen. And one thing I've learned over the past few years is that mistakes and setbacks teach you more than success will ever teach you. Success is subjective. So you should only compare yourself to previous versions of yourself and never anybody else or anything else because at the end of the day, your plan isn't identical to anyone else's. And you can't have everything planned all the time. Nothing in life will ever go exactly as you planned. Life always has alternative paths and unexpected experiences, events, situations, etc. Over planning often leads to disappointment because nobody can plan a perfect life. Action beats any plan sitting around all in this part with one last thing. And that's independence. You have to find a balance between solitude and company. Solitude, often for work and self-improvement. Finding out more about who you are and who you want to be. And being one with yourself. And then company for pleasure, relaxation, peace of mind. Very important as you grow older to be comfortable on your own. Because you can't beg for others' time and attention. Especially as the years go on, people get busier, people have families, lives, work, whatever. You can't expect people to be there 24-7. And you have to be content without 24-7 entertainment as well. Boredom is actually healthy sometimes. And it's definitely important to take time for yourself every day. And that every day is a journey. Every day, your best today won't always be your best tomorrow. And only you know what's best for you. So you have to be comfortable in making important decisions without being too influenced by external factors. Switching back to sneakers, uh, we'll get into sneaker news and some recent stories in the sneaker world. First is the somewhat recent news of Nigo and Nike creating a partnership together. Definitely looking forward to future collabs. They have potential for both sides because Nigo is obviously a great creative mind. So he has a lot of potential to give. And then Nike has never worked with somebody like Nigo before. It gives Nigo the ability to work on underutilized models. First rumored model is the Air Force 3. And if Nigo's name was never tied to an Air Force 3, how many people would really buy that? Just like supreme in the past few years with the air force 2 how many people are buying an air force 2 when it's a general release pair not many people are going to buy this air force 3 if nigo never worked on it so it should be interesting to see how this partnership plays out in the short and long run some other news that's kind of old news now but still something i want to touch on is adidas and the unofficial end of yeezy We've obviously seen Adidas milk Yeezy as much as possible, and they're not going to burn the rest of the Yeezy stock. So they're still going to release whatever they have. But after that, we'll probably never see an Adidas Yeezy again. 
The end of this partnership means a lot of things for Adidas, mainly on their end is a huge financial hit and then also a cultural hit as well. They have to find that replacement to fill that void of Kanye leaving that partnership. So these next few years should be pretty interesting and will definitely impact the future for Adidas heavily. They have a lot of figuring out to do, so it should be interesting to see what they do and who they work with in the years to come. Some more positive news is the fact that Shaq and Allen Iverson have announced that they want to give free Reeboks to students with good grades. The social impact and the community involvement will be huge for Reebok. Given that Shaq is a president of Reebok Basketball and then AI is a vice president, they could definitely make this program happen. So it should be interesting to see how this influences other brands. Will Nike form a similar program? Will Adidas rival Reebok's potential program? We'll see how it plays out for other brands because if Reebok is the only one doing this, it's not a good look for Nike, Adidas, New Balance, and any other major sneaker brand because social image is everything now. So we'll see how this plays out. I'm hoping it can be something that can be implemented because there's tons of kids who deserve good shoes, regardless of what brand. If they're good good grades and they come from an underprivileged area, they should be rewarded somehow, some way, and hopefully Shaq and AI can put their power to good use and make this shit happen sooner than later. Changing subjects, want to get into the scandal regarding the Whitaker group. Now, this is something I could talk about all day. This shit is juicy. Now, don't get me wrong. I love social status, given that there's two locations in Pittsburgh, and I know tons of good people in the social status community, what's going on and the news that's leaked has been pretty shady for many reasons. So anybody in sneakers has probably read up about this news regarding the Whitaker group, but anybody who hasn't, I'll give a quick rundown. So pretty much the Whitaker group is allegedly working with a Chinese retailer. They breached a contract with Nike, which could definitely impact social status in Amamonier in the future. And then there's huge tax evasion case. There's years of negligence and illegal activities going on. Uh, tons of strong evidence to prove tax evasion was committed. So this news was surprising to a lot, but honestly to myself, it wasn't too surprising to hear about because of some things that I've seen firsthand going on in the sneaker world. You hear stories about things, but this just confirms a lot of rumors and a lot of he said, she said. So this this story isn't too mind-blowing to me personally. One thing for sure is that it'll be interesting to see how the future for retailers and contract with major sneaker corporations like Nike will play out in the future. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Nike draws up contracts moving forward. Will they be more specific of who companies can and can't do business with? And obviously collaborations play a major part in some of the top releases from brands all over the world. But we could see a shift in how corporations move and if they be more careful of who they work with. There could be more background checks and investigations before working with anybody. So we'll see how the future plays out and if this story regarding the Whitaker Group influences how Nike 
involves itself with not only social status and amamanier, but collaborators as well. Not only Nike, but, you know, Adidas, New Balance, Puma, Reebok. Well, all these major brands change how they do business and create partnerships or will things stay the same? Only time will tell. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how this story plays out in the long run. If you haven't already read this post on Ubanami, just going to go down the list real quick of the top 10 best sneakers of 2023. And before I get into this list, please note that this is a personal list. Uh, so this isn't representing all of the sneakers for 2023. Just the ones that stood out to me the most personally. And it's all opinionated. So agree, disagree. That's what makes sneakers so great is that everybody can have an opinion and it can be valid. So starting at number 10, I had the Ama Meniere Air Jordan 12 White. Number 9, New Balance 990 V6 Made in USA, Action Bronson Baklava. And number 8 is a classic, the Nike Kobe 6 Reverse Grinch. 7, another iconic sneaker and iconic rapper from Houston is the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Low Olive. Number six is a collab that stepped things outside the box with the Nike SB Dunk Low Euritos. Five, I had the Air Jordan 3 White Cement Reimagine, which is a great classic with a nice twist on it. And number four is the J Balvin Air Jordan 3 Medellin Sunset. Number three is definitely a personal bias with the Ama Meniere Nike Airship. And number two, I had the Nike SB Air Jordan 4 Pine Green. This was a top contender for many people's lists, so this shouldn't be a surprise for most lists out there. And then number one came right in time before the year ended with the Joe Fresh Goods New Balance 990 V4 in the Keisha Blue colorway. This is almost a perfect sneaker. If I had this pair, I would rock it all the time, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to rock it because I would want to keep it in pristine condition. So that's a quick rundown of the top 10 sneakers of 2023. Uh, you can read more on ubanami.com, more details about every sneaker individually. And before I end the first episode of the Ubanami Sneakers and Lifestyle Podcast, I uh, just want to go through a quick rundown of episode two and future episodes. Uh, so episode two should be before the end of the month. I'm really trying to do one to two episodes per month uh, just to get things started. And then throughout the year, definitely want to start doing giveaways, do some collabs with some people I know, start doing interviews with people in the sneaker industry mainly, but also in other fields as well, because it's always good to get different perspectives amongst various fields and interests. And just overall focusing more on producing quality content, knowing that speeding up doesn't always lead to better results. This is why I've taken so long, I think personally. I'm a perfectionist, trying not to be one as much, but really just realize that I have to put something out there to start and accepting the fact that it won't be perfect and it's okay if something isn't perfect. It can still be good enough to have other people listen to or view or whatever. And a few more things. Trying to have a giveaway sometime in February or March. I'm working on details for that. And then just the fact that I'm going to utilize more blog posts in future episodes. The fact that I've been consistent already with my blog posts. I want to translate that over to this podcast. And going to do future select sneaker reviews, uh, personal pickups, some sneak of the year contenders, and other brands besides Nike, Adidas, and New Balance. You can keep up with Ubanami by following on Instagram and TikTok at Ubanami. That's U-B-I-N-A-M-I. 
and stay up to date with weekly blog posts only on www.ubanami.com. Be sure to follow this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Looking forward to the next episode. Thank you for your time and attention. See you all soon.